All right. Welcome in, everybody, to the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike, along with Chuck. Yeah. Hey, hey. What's going on, Chuck? <laughs> just out there in, in outer space, just floating away. <laughs> you and you and Russ Cole. <laughs> you see, you see, like, uh, what was it? In Avenue 5? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about A, Chuck and I last week made a deal about watching something that the other one hadn't, right? Chuck had not seen Tenet, and he'd not seen Memento, and I had not seen, crazy to believe, True Detective Season 1. I haven't seen any of these seasons, but I just finished Season 1 and was blown away by it. And so that's that's kind of what we're going to talk about this week, because there's not a lot on TV right now. And we're getting we're getting ready for the new year. The Golden Globes also. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Chuck, watch that. Um, but we watched a little bit of something that we hadn't watched before and kind of forced ourselves to. So um, I had a great time watching True Detective. Did you have a great time watching some some new Christopher Nolan shit? I did. I really loved. I mean, I, I talk about loving Christopher Nolan and, you know, with that. Interstellar is one of my favorite movies of all time. And Inception is really good. And then it at work the other day, you know, we, Mike said we made this challenge uh, last week and at work, it was like, what are all the movies that he made? And we start going through filmography and I had seen two of like, (laughs) two of like the 20, right. Or whatever. And um, so watched Memento and Tenet over the last week and was blown away. I think Tenet more and maybe because it was a newer one. For um, sure. Yeah. And and I had never – Guy Pierce is so funny in Memento because I'm, I've never really known much about him or been into Guy Pierce stuff. Yeah. But he's he looks like a, a dirtier Brad Pitt. Um <laughs> Yeah. Like old Brad Pitt from Fight Club, but like skinnier and kind of dirtier. Yep. But yeah, Memento was really good. It was what Nolan's second movie after yep. the Prestige. No, there yep. was no the Prestige was after the uh, for the one before it was um it was another one word title. Yeah, it was a one word movie. Yeah, that was in '98, and the Memento was 2000. And then he did Insomnia after that with uh, Al Pacino and uh, uh, Robin Williams. Crazy, like, third movie out of the gate. He's doing, like, two of the biggest actors. And we got a whole list. Yeah. Um, And my backpack with my notepad is too far away from my reach. (laughs) So, um, but, yeah, we definitely just, I mean, every Nolan movie tells, I think, the now that I've seen four of them, (laughs) but the four that I've seen, they tell a story so differently than other directors, creators, writers, producers would tell a story. Yeah. And that's the brilliance of it. And like Memento, I, without, I can't even explain it without going into the whole movie, but it starts at the end and works its way back to the beginning. Yeah. And, and it was just brilliantly done and um had Joey Pan Joey Pants in it, Joey Pantalones. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh he's you know seemingly in a lot of movies and he does a good job and just just the way the movie that story is told is is pretty amazing. And then Tenant, I was just blown away because it's where Memento works backwards, Tenet works forward and backwards, and they <laughs> intercept each other. Like, yeah. it's just, it, it's mind-blowing. I don't even, I need to watch Tenet, like, three or four more times. And even Memento, like, not until reading about it for, like, an hour afterwards <laughs> did I really understand the whole concept of that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, for those who haven't seen it, a a guy believes his wife was raped and murdered and he suffered a memory loss event where he can't remember 
anything from the day before. So he tattoos his body and makes notes to try to figure out and get and seek his revenge. But it's really not what you think is going to happen. <clears throat> and then Tenet is like time inversion, you know, stuff attack the future attacking the past. Yeah. And it all coming together. I mean, I guess that would be the simplest thing. I explain it, but Denzel was it Denzel uh, um, Denzel's son? Yep, John John is, David Washington. Yep. John David Washington is amazing. He is so freaking good. Like, yeah. what else is he in? I don't. I I not a lot that I can think of. I mean, he, that's the, that's the cool thing between Tenet and Memento, and I'll look at what he's in just a second. But um, Memento, right, is like early work Nolan, yeah. low budget. Yeah, all script, no special effects hardly. I can't yeah. imagine there's any special effects for the most like digitalized no. anything. No. Um, and then you go all the way to like Tenant, and now he's doing like Oppenheimer, where he wants. To, <laughs> I heard a joke like all the actors are shitting their pants because he wants to use practical effects in Oppenheimer, so got to develop yeah. an H bomb for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard that too. He wanted to use a real bomb. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, no, that's a great great point because in memento it's just gritty it's almost like independent film level yeah production and then tenant is just mind-blowing you know in the towards the end of the movie with the big like coup de gras set piece i mean that thing must have cost a fortune to do as well oh, yeah. but um yeah, the huge battle scene and like yeah. there's so many people running and explosions. Yeah. Um, John David Washington, the only other thing I would know him from is Black Klansman, which also had Adam Driver in it. So that's like his only other like claim to fame for the most part. So he's he's pretty new on the scene. Yeah, and Tenet was what, 2020 or 2021? 2020. New, right? Yeah, right before COVID. Yeah. Didn't that come out like right I think I was reading uh, or listening to another podcast that talks about movies, and they were saying that was like the last movie they saw at theaters like before I, COVID came. I think it was because I think it was one of the first movies that did the HBO Max drop right after the movie shut down because that's where I saw it was on, on HBO Max. So it, it was at a really weird time. It had a lot of hype because the only thing Nolan like marketed it was – just the name Tenet. There was nothing else until the first trailer, which came out like, oh, it felt like a week before the movie. So it was a really weird marketing campaign. Mm. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't remember remember it at all, to be honest. Uh, yeah. And then so, until I found out it was a Christopher Nolan movie, and yeah. you talked about it, and my favorite movie podcasters talked about it, and I'm like, hmm. Did you know Tenet is 10 backwards and forwards? Yeah. Well, it's, you know. It's the pincer movement. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I love because when I, I watched it like the same day, I we were talking about it in the office. Um, and I, I noticed little things after watching it again, where when the first time he's told about Tenet, right, and how it can open good doors and bad doors, it also includes the gesture and then I yeah. started noticing that they were anytime someone would be like, well, that's, uh, you know, part of being a tenant. And, you know, they'd be like holding a glass or something. And I was like, mm. oh, like I never noticed it the first like time I watched it. Yeah, I think those are the subtle clues. Like, I got to go back and watch it again because you just miss. I mean, in no one's movies, I mean, like Inception and Interstellar, you've got to watch it multiple times to figure out, you know, everything that's going on. There's so many layers to his movies. Yeah. There's layers to this shit. Yeah. Which is why you're going to like the prestige. I mean, we talked about that in the office. It, I mean, it's it's like historical fiction that it's dated in the past, like right around that science is taking off with electricity and then add magic into that and magicians yeah. and all of this shit. Like it's a great Christian Bale, uh, Hugh Jackman movie, movie. And it's got Michael Caine in it, which it's funny because Michael Caine is like sprinkled in a, uh, Christopher Nolan movies. And he was in Tenant for all of like two minutes. Yeah, he's in Tenant. He's in uh, Interstellar. Was he in Inception? He was. Uh, I don't know if he was in Inception, but he was in every single Batman movie that Christopher Nolan did. 
So it's like they they were huge on that. But he was I remember seeing it in the trailer and it was like, oh, me and Michael Caine is in another Christopher Nolan movie. Basically, the trailer showed like his entirety of the entire movie. <laughs> it was like 20 seconds and he's out and you never see him again. He's like Evan Peters to Ryan Murphy. Yeah. That's like <laughs> Michael Caine. Yeah, isn't I mean, Michael Caine's great. Yeah, he's a great actor anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and he's also in the prestige, so that that'll be good. Um, you'll enjoy that. And then, um, you haven't seen the Batman series, which are they're not they're not mind twists, but they get better as this as the trilogy goes on. Um, it and that's the thing. Like I think I've mentioned this before. I've only watched the Michael Keaton, uh, the first Batman <laughs> so, classic. Love it. Um, I've got a. I'm going to try to watch. I've got the list of Nolan movies. Nice. And I mean, the ones I'm least looking forward to is the Batman ones and the Superman one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he wrote Man of Steel. Yeah. Or co-wrote. Yeah. He didn't direct it. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, insomnia, which is the last one I'll mention. Um, I've only seen it one time. It's about a serial killer up in Alaska who is supposedly played by Robin Williams. I vaguely remember seeing it. Al Pacino's the cop. Um, I'll have to go back and watch it, but I just don't remember if it's, uh, you know, a mind fuck at all or not. So well, that'll be something we'll both have to watch. Well, I mean, I think actually that sounds great because my favorite Robin Williams is a uh, one hour photo. Ooh. That really? is a highly underrated fucked up movie. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. I never was a big fan of his comedy, like, which sounds odd. It's kind of like the anti yeah but i never it's i never kind of got into his shtick his style but he was great in one hour photo or whatever it was called what was his name in that sigh Mm -hmm. yeah i just remember like the scene like i remember two scenes in particular both are fucked up one where he's like in the bathroom or something and he's like covering his eyes and he just starts bleeding or something like that and then the other is like when he like catches the husband having an affair and then just starts taking photos. I was like, Jesus, this movie is so, so messed up. But it's such a good Robin Williams performance. Yeah. Yeah. It's so that, creepy. Yeah. That could be a Christopher Nolan movie and put a twist on it. Like it was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Robin Williams is like, he's the time um, knife or he's the time. Like yeah. he's the, the like source of time and his <laughs> photographs, like, or, you know, like, could turn it into some bullshit like that. Yeah, he's the watcher. He just sees time through like photographs in this like one hour Photoshop. Yeah. Oh, great concept. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now I um so yeah, highly recommend Tenant Moment. Any Christopher Nolan movie. Um a lot of people aren't gonna like it because he's kind of divisive, but what I love about his movies is it doesn't he doesn't hand you anything. You have no. to work for it. I know a lot of people don't watch TV or don't like watching TV and movies where you have to work for it because it's their release just to sit back and veg or like just enjoy know. the show. Yeah. yeah. Not me. I want to be mind fucked. Yeah. I want to have to think about it. Like those are probably like his movies are probably some of the movies that I've most thought about is Chris yeah. Rilla, just trying to figure out what the fuck he means in it. Um, and we didn't even talk about Dunkirk, which isn't that much of a mind fuck. Yeah, that's based. Is that that's not a real story, though, is it? Or is it? No, it is a real story. Uh, World War. I think it, I think it's World War Two, like before World War Two officially starts. All, all these British uh, soldiers got stuck on Dunkirk Beach and were just basically terrorized by the Nazis um, until people tried to come and save it. It's a crazy story. It's, it's a surprising oh, okay. movie for him to do like Oppenheimer. Yeah. It's like a. You know, it's like a biography almost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's... Um, war movies are always interesting. I like... Um, I... I watch... I don't watch them as much as I should. Um, but... I haven't... Um, Have you I seen Saving, my... Saving Private Ryan? No. Holy. <laughs> okay, well, I knew that we was going to get you because uh, yeah. for Me those that a, don't it, know, Mike is, has a history degree. Yeah. 
it basically my specialty was in like U.S. military history, Civil War to World War Two. Um, the, uh, not to not to plug another podcast, but the rewatchables just recently did Saving Private Ryan, and it's a good gotcha. one. So yeah, that's that's one you got to watch. That's that's one of the few movies that I will admit I actually cry to, beginning and end. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Like, that, I mean, that's that's how I am with Interstellar. <laughs> no, I did weep to Interstellar. I will admit that too. Yeah, I walked out of the theater cried. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I mean, for me, I didn't, uh, I don't think I saw it till late on, so I don't think I saw it in the theater, but, you know, I, but like, like I told you before, I think the last, until I saw Nope was, uh, I saw, what, uh, Baywatch, and then probably before that, hadn't seen a movie in the theater, except for like, when I took my kids when they were yeah. younger, so, um, what do you fun, think of fun okay. segue real quick? What's the first movie you ever saw in theaters? Honestly, I think probably. I know I saw back to the future, all three of them in theaters back in the eighties, so 85. I know I saw back to the future when that came out, the first one. And I was eight. Whew. So I probably, though, I probably saw, my mom likes to go to the movies, so I'm sure we went a lot as a kid. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure probably saw E.T. at the movies as well. So, I mean, back then, though, like, from my birth to high school, like, in high school, we used to go to the movies on, like, Friday or Saturday before going to parties. (laughs) Like, Like, we're literally... Friends and I, or, you know, you'd have a date or, you know, a girl or whatever, and you go to the movie, like, I saw Dumb and Dumber in theaters. And, nice. I mean, just like, just thinking of all the movies I saw. We used to, <laughs> used to sneak in, like, bottles of Mad Dog and stuff into the theater, Mad Dog 2020, yeah. and yeah. drink and watch the movie and then go to the party afterwards. So, that's, I mean, that was like Saturday, Friday or Saturday nights, like in high school, too. Jeez. So usually it's me taking a date out to the movies and then dropping them off because they had like a 10 o'clock curfew and then going to parties. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. But, I think the first movie I saw, it was either crazy just being younger, was either The Lion King or I saw Jurassic Park. I can't remember which one came first, but those were that was one of the first movies I ever saw. <laughs> I saw the first Jurassic. I think I saw the first three in the movie theater as well. I was I way too young to see Jurassic Park. <laughs> the first one was what ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, it was. It was early. It was early nineties. I think. Yeah, mid to early. Yeah, yeah. That was probably a date movie. Um, shoot, I think I saw a Casino in the movie oh. in the movie theater. Uh. I don't think Goodfellas. Maybe Goodfellas too, because that was '90s, right? Or Casino was '90s. Casino was um, '90s. I think. I think Goodfellas was '80s. Yeah, like late '80s. But did you not just saw Casino for the first time like a year ago? Oh, I think we had this conversation not on the podcast, but at work. I yeah, I think just this. at work. Yeah, because I'm like, you haven't seen Casino? Or yeah. Talking, like, and. Or no, we, I think we were talking about it because they were doing it on, was it on uh, Rewatchables? Oh, they were talking it about been. it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Casino, I almost like Casino. I, it's not better than Goodfellas. Don't get me wrong. It's not close, but uh, Casino's good, man. That's such it, a. It's it, arrogant Robert De Niro just being like, try to fucking kill me. Yeah. Like rubbing but, it in their faces, like, and Joe Pesci just losing his shit. Well, the funny thing with all the movies, uh, the Mar- Marty Scorsese's, like people think it's glorifying, you know, the mob life, and they all get fucked in the end. You know, yeah. like, no one really makes it out. And I haven't seen The Irishman yet, but that's pat- supposedly like the cap on the whole. Like, it really sucks to be a mobster kind of thing, especially. I mean usually there's only two ways out like dead or in jail. So yeah. 
Um, Which, if you're going to watch that, strap in. Like, give yourself... It's like three and yeah, a half hours long. I watched I it when it came out on Netflix. Fuck. That's why I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Um, it's it's worth it to watch it because the guy who plays um, Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire is in it. And he goes toe-to-toe oh, with shit. Al Pacino. It's ama- He's amazing. I'll send you some behind-the-scenes stuff. It's really good. He's really good. Yeah. Um, he was so good in Boardwalk Empire. I forgot. Yeah. Like, um, Boardwalk Empire is another one, you know, where yeah, the guy who played Lucky Luciano oh, and yes. Meyer Lansky, Jeffrey Wright played the um, the guy who came in. Jeffrey Wright from Westworld was a gangster that came into Chalky's turf. I mean, like yeah. the actor Steve Buscemi, um, um. Bobby Caldoli. Um, yeah. Yeah, his brother who's in true detective. Is he um he's the preacher or he's yeah, he's the, pre- yeah. he's the he's the tent revival preacher in true detective. Yeah. Yeah. And he's um brother, he's uh Gamby's um Gamby's ex-wife husband and fucking vice principals. <laughs> They're bike guy. Yeah. Oh my god. So Shane, Shane Wiggum. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but speaking of like HBO shows, Matthew McConaughey, you watch True Detective season one. Dude, blown away from the first episode. Like, I'd say, like, so it's right. You know what it's about. But for the viewers, like, it's about a murder that is somewhat feels like it's tied to the occult and it's. Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey are the two detectives put on the case and they hate each other, which is hilarious because in real life they love each other. Mm-hmm. So I got to imagine they just busted each other's balls the whole time while filming. Um, but they are trying to figure out who killed this woman who like had, they put like antlers on her and all this shit. Um, and it just like dives deeper and deeper and deeper into like <laughs> swamp life, like old times, uh, like weird religion shit. Um, and it was ba- it was based somewhat on the uh, like I re- I was reading about it as soon as I finished it like the Hosanna like Mission Church like network in Louisiana that got busted for sex crimes and all this stuff like that sexual assault um, and an amazing performance by both Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey I, I was every time McConaughey was on screen I was just locked in I was like like his, yeah. his looks his his like off camera looks and he would yeah he just fucking has a way. Um, it, young and old. I mean, like, so there's Fu Manchu, and yeah, and the young one, like, he just stare off, and you can tell he's thinking about something, like, as he's investigating. And at the end, like, I mean, not at the end, but during when they're talking about the prior investigations, and he's got the long hair and the Fu Manchu, and he's like folding up, making figures out of Lone Star beer cans. He's just <laughs> yeah. like. You guys saw it all wrong, man. Like it's just like <laughs> it's just the coolest fucking person in the world, man. Like I don't time know. is a flat circle. <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> the first time I saw that, I almost lost my mind. Like I I literally Googled that and went down a rabbit hole about time. If you catch a theme, like time for me is like because we're living on borrowed time. Like we have right. a certain amount of time. So like any concept of time where it's like different that I'm like, I want to stay like, yeah. you know, that's why I like tenant and it's like going backwards and it's like, wait, what? You know? And I was like, I want to hear about that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the, the, the contrast to Woody Harrelson, who's got a wife and kids and he's obviously like having an affair with like Alexander Daddario <laughs> yeah. and Aww. some other chick later in the show. Um, and then, like, McConaughey, who lives in an apartment with just a mattress and, like, a mirror that's, like, this big for him to, like, stare off into with one eye. Um, and you don't really know, like, what his deal is, but he's, like, so dialed into psychology and sociology and anthropology. He just understands people. And I think they mentioned, mm-hmm. like, his, like, sense sensory like where he can associate a memory with two different senses. I don't know, something really yeah. weird, uh, but it was amazing. Uh, really great performance, but just to see the ending had to be, I agree with you, one of the best episodes of television with how weird that shit got. 
Yeah. In the swamp with like people who were basically like hillbilly, like mentally, <laughs> like incest bred people. Um, and they were dude, like, that dude and his like wife, like, oh, oh my we give God. Me flowers, and you're just like, oh, God, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's some disturbing stuff, and it's brilliant and it's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, that it's just, I mean, without going in too much detail about it we've skirted around pretty good but it's yeah. just i mean there's just so much of the religious stuff in there and the wellspring program they call it like in the the show and the how like the church is tied in with the governor and the you know like it's just a how it may be I like mean, a larger conspiracy and they're covering it yeah. up and McConaughey just seems like he's losing it. Like with every episode, he's going deeper and deeper into like his like fucked up psychology. And like you find out at the end, like maybe he's not wrong, but maybe he is wrong to some degree because you don't really know. Because you and yeah. I were going back and forth about who actually was involved. Was was the governor involved? Was the big preacher involved? So crazy connections, especially for these days where everybody's talking about like QAnon and <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, no, the sprawl as Matthew McConaughey liked to called it. <laughs> we as people love like theories that take up a lot of people and a lot of energy and that are so wild that we believe that that's the case because it can't be so simple as this, yeah, you know, just going back to like. JFK, it's like, oh, well, there's there had to be more than one shooter because of this, and uh, it came from here, and no, it had to come from this grassy knoll. And, but, <clears throat> yeah, is there probably a little more behind it? Like, who did someone hire Lee Harvey Oswald or whatever? Is right. there stuff in the classified documents that we won't know? But the whole, it went from a wild thing of, you know, multiple shooters and the bullet can't come from the book. I always say suppository, but the <laughs> book depository, um, because it went like his head went back into the left or, you know, whatever, uh, like the Kramer, whatever Kevin, into, Kevin Cosner said in, uh, yeah, JFK back into the left. But yeah. <laughs> but did you ever see the Seinfeld episode where Keith Hernandez spit on Kramer? Is like the like, magic loogie. <laughs> Keith Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> Back into the left. That's a great episode. Oh, my God. Nice game, pretty boy. And then yeah. I turned it. I was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what was the uh, Parks and Rec episode where they were, the pie is thrown at, was it Leslie and fucking uh, Chris Pratt? Andy's trying to figure it out. Like, he's, use, he's using Jerry and he's like, just stay still. <laughs> stay still. Stay stay still. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. Yeah, that's got a lot of traction as a joke. That's good stuff. But um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, it, it's really hard. Like the first episode was amazing, a true detective, just setting up the 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 chessboard and the players, and then the episode where McConaughey has to go undercover. Right. I think that's one thing we love is like it's local, right? Like you go to yeah. Louisiana a lot. I've been through Louisiana several times. They mentioned Lake Charles, Houston, Baton Rouge, Beaumont, like Beaumont. all of this shit yeah. that we live within a hundred miles of. Yeah. Or or however big Texas is, yeah. right? But he goes undercover and like then decides in order to get to this cook, meth cooker, he'll like hit a safe house in the projects with these other three guys. And of course it just goes like tits up. Like it goes to shit. He's running for his life. I thought that was an amazing, that's where the show kind of like turned again and yeah. went in a great direction. Cause the first like three or four yeah. were setting up all of the psychological stuff and then it was back to action. So yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And that's where like it really turned on from there and propelled it forward. I mean, without that episode, even if it wasn't a hundred percent necessary, maybe for the plot, a little bit, but it was still, I mean, it was beautifully shot. Um, just following his purview through the, through the, um, <laughs> the projects. Right. And yeah, just the whole situation. 
Yeah, it was like a um, single camera shot once they got yeah. outside, like moving from like house to house. It was so good. And then you had the overhead, like too, oh. with them. Yeah, it was just it was brilliant, man. Yeah, that's police chopper and got yeah. the spotlight and shit. Yeah, that was that was really good directing and cinematography. Yeah. Um, and did you notice? So, spoiler alert: if you're listening and you haven't seen it, the guy, you know, who did it. Did you? notice back where you saw it in like episode two or three or whatever you saw him like riding the lawnmower or the as soon as the uh the i i don't think they were feds they were the the two detectives that were interviewing harrelson and Mm -hmm. uh mcconaughey because it goes back right between interviews and and what actually happened um but when those two dudes pulled up looking for that small like african-american church and he was mowing i was like yeah that was the dude that was at the school that mcconaughey like talked to yeah it it hit as soon as I as soon as they pulled up to him. I was like, "That's the guy." Yeah, and, and then it clicked. That was a cra- you were right. It was well, somebody I never expected. No, and then they talked about you know you go back and they're like green ears and like even you go back in that scene is you know either from painting or from mowing and like they're just it's just wild, man. Like it that was what's cool. It's like it's not like out of left field because you meet him a couple times and there's clues but it also leaves it to where you think it could be multiple people you know up until the end right so um which was good so it's i'm excited for season four so i I really wasn't a big fan of two and three was pretty good but we were going back and watch it as well because season four is coming out this year with jody foster so yeah and it's taking place in alaska and Rust in season one spent some time in Alaska. So that'd be badass if somehow like it ties back to time there. Yeah, the time goes the, the, but, the, the pincer movement. Yeah. Yeah. As but, soon as as soon as he because like McConaughey was like off the grid for like a yeah. few years and he was like, Yeah, I was working fishing boats in Alaska. And you and I had just talked about how season four is gonna be based in Alaska. I was like, No way. So it's possible. I don't know if it'll happen, but it's possible. But see, season three, everybody thought there was going to be tie-ins as well because it takes place in, like, Mississippi. Yeah. And there are some mentions of similar things. So it may be kind of like bump it. They kind of bump up. Season two doesn't bump up against all, but season three yeah, gets, like, you know, ooh, here's a comet coming by the Earth, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, anything else on Christopher Nolan or True Detective? No, True Detective. I mean, dude, even like Michelle Monaghan, who played Woody Harrelson's wife, did really good being like the pissed off wife after he like cheated on her so many times. Um, <laughs> dude, when not this isn't even giving anything away, but like when his daughter gets caught with those two guys, and he like. He's like, maybe I'll press charges. And he like goes down there. He's like, either I press charges and he's like putting on like, like long mowing gloves. And he's like, or you step out here and we get some air. And the guy's like, I don't, I don't want it. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And he beats the (laughs) shit out of him. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody acts. The only, the only problem that I had was in the last couple episodes, I think there was a scene with, I think the ex, like police officer or, government official where they go out to his boat and he's got like a huge offshore boat like sitting in the swamp you know that probably never could have made it back there but yeah there's no way yeah which i thought was hilarious because he was like what about y'all's boat and woody harrelson was like it's not in my boat oh yeah i ain't never seen that fucking thing oh because they rented the boat for that that's right yeah or they stole it yeah Yeah. like yeah. yeah yeah but yeah for it to be in the swamp and then I think my only nitpick really is is the whole green ears thing with the with the painting. Like it seemed a little excessive when you could have just gone for the uh, lawnmower ear protectors were green. Yeah. That's what I would have gone with, but I get where they were going. They had to tie in the company. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because so. they painted every they were like painted what they houses, churches, like parishes, yeah. government built. So they were connected, right? Yeah. 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 So it's all connected. It's all connected. It's a, it's a, it's a, Time is a flat circle. 
<laughs> you see, we see it as a circle or as a sphere. It's just but four uh, dimensional beings see it as a flat circle. And I was just like, dude, how much weed is this guy smoking it, right now? It like him and Woody are just sitting outside staring at the stars, man. They've yeah. probably done that at like McConaughey's like like place in Austin. You oh know, yeah, they're just like stoned and talk like talking about the stars. Yeah, but that's what's brilliant with them. They're just both like you know good actors and good good Southern man. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was good stuff. Um, I don't have anything more to add. Just. Christopher Nolan and, and uh, True Detective. I that's two of the best things on the planet Earth. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna do a Christopher Nolan episode where we're gonna rank. We'll, we're gonna finish up some of the other movie, some of the other Nolan movies, and then we'll do a, a ranking and why. Um, but our last thing I think we're gonna talk about today is the Golden Globes. So I don't, did you watch it at all? I did not. I don't normally watch, I will watch the Oscars, but I don't normally watch the TV. Um, I watched the Emmys last year because of Ted Lasso and stuff and severance, but I don't normally watch um, award shows to be honest with you. I usually don't either, but like last night I got home from my second, second job, like (laughs) doing, doing plumbing. And I, um, I turned, I was like, oh, we're not watching anything. And no, the Emmys or the Golden Globes are on. And I guess last year they didn't have them or they didn't televise them because of like some bad history, I think, with the the foreign press yep. and the lack of diversity and award winners. And I, I think it was something related to that. But um, I watched it and I mean, Award shows are kind of corny in the first place, but it, Gerard Carmichael is one of my favorite comedians. Was the host, and it's such an interesting thing because he would talk and tell jokes, and no one was really laughing. But there's kind of like a round table in the room format, and they're like drinking, and um, it, it's like they're talking to each other, so it's kind of loud. And the funny thing was, though, talking about drinking, there was, like, a couple noticeably really drunk people. And so, like, <laughs> so White Lotus won for one of our favorite shows, one of our top ten, yep. top fives. One for best miniseries or TV film. And Mike White accepted the award and he came over and was like, sorry, everybody, I'm kind of drunk because I don't know why. We haven't had food. We just had alcohol. And like, so he was just like rambling oh. on drunk and, but he, he noted that first. And then, um, uh, house of the dragon won for best drama TV series. Yep. And Millie Al- Alcock was up there and she looks like she was about to fall over. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> she Put looked hammering. Yeah. Oh, she looked hammering. There's some stuff like going around on Twitter and it's like, it's just like memes of her, like, 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 uh, like just <laughs> poor thing. But it seemed like they, they seem to always have a lot of fun at that. Cause it's a more laid back one. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, not the Emmys and it's not the Oscars. It's a little bit more drink up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the only, just TV wise, uh, and then we can talk a little bit about some movie stuff. Cause I had an interesting, yeah. uh, movie experience too but um uh julia garner won for best supporting actress in tv series uh for ozark Ozark. kudos kudos um jennifer coolidge won best supporting actress in limited series or anthology for white lotus don't think anybody's surprised by that she won what the oscar the emmy for that last year is she won the emmy last year yeah um white lotus won for best miniseries or tv film Abbott Elementary won for comedy TV series, which we've talked about that. Uh, we, I mean, we've never seen it, but we've mentioned it's very, it's a become, I think it's on ABC or something. It's become very popular. Yep. Uh, Jeremy Allen White won for actor in the musical or comedy TV series for The Bear, which is another one that's highly ranked that we haven't watched on FX, Hulu. 
Um, Evan Peters, one of my favorites, one for an actor in many series or motion picture for TV. That was the Dahmer series. Yep. So that that was interesting when he because he won and then Ryan Murphy won a Carol Burnett Award, whatever that means. But they talked about they showed all of his stuff. And he's a big proponent of the LGBT community, and he came out as as gay at 15. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, I didn't, I mean, I never even dug into his background. I just like all his stuff. So he did, and he does American Horror Stories, uh, an American Horror Story, and he did Dahmer and um, Nip Tuck. I mean, he's done a lot. And they, I'm blanking on. He also did the the Watcher, which I only watched oh, one yeah. episode of. Um, but he he does really well with fucked up stuff. Like, um, I think he did Nurse Hatchet or Ratchet. With, oh yeah, um, Nurse Ratchet, which is uh, was a spinoff from uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, and it's also has uh, the actress. I'm blanking on her, but she's in pretty much every season of American Horror Story. Um, uh, Jess, Jessica Paulson. Yes. Yeah. And so for, it was for Sarah Paulson, whatever. Sarah Paulson. Was. Sarah yeah, Paulson. Because yeah. he has Jessica Lang and yeah. a lot of his stuff is Jessica Lang, Sarah Paulson, Louis Rabb, Evan Peters. He has kind of like how Mike White has a lot with Jennifer Coolidge, you know. Um, and you mentioned Michael Caine with um Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Um Ryan Murphy has a lot of the same people and a lot of this stuff. And um so it's interesting to see learn about his life because I really like him as a director. Uh, um, and the, and this year's American horror story, which I think I had in the top 20, it was close, but it was basically like about like gay, gay people in New York, um, in the seventies, uh, seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, which was a good good season, but uh, Amanda Seyfried won for uh, uh, the oh the dropout the dropout, which yeah. I thought that was I mean she was the best actress in the miniseries. I thought that was well worth it because she did was really good in that. Yeah, she did really well. Yeah, Zendaya won actress in a drama TV, TV series for Euphoria. Heard it's good. Haven't seen it. Yeah, I watched first episode. It's good, nice. um, but I, I, then I stopped. And House of the Dragon TV series. I think that's it for TV. Um, yeah. Oh, one more TV thing. Best supporting actor in a limited series or anthology was Paul Walter Hauser for Blackbird on Apple TV. That was nominated in almost every single category. That was nominated for like best show, best wow. actor. But like, uh, they won, I think the. Blackbird, I don't see it on my list, but Blackbird won something else because the director of Blackbird was funny. He was up on the huh. the screen. But yeah, we gotta watch that at some point because that that was that was an awards darling last night. Um but the big the big winner, Steven Spielberg won for um the Fablemans, mm. the movie about himself. Yeah, <laughs> basically a biopic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he won the best director and the best movie. Wow! Um, another movie getting a lot of run was The Banshees of Inner Sharon, which is mm-hmm. on HBO Max with Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson. Which I still don't know what it's about, but I may have to give it a watch because Brendan, like, I like Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Um, which you, you mentioned, Paul Walter Hauser. You know. I remember him from. Did you watch uh, Richard Jewell the movie? Oh, was it, he played Richard Jewell. He played Richard Jewell in that <laughs> dude. Yeah, I never saw it, but now that makes sense because I've seen the poster for it. I gotta watch just, Jewell. Just him and that mustache, man. Yeah, he was really good in that with uh, Sam Rockwell. That was such. Dude, that was a good movie. They did um, on the big picture. Sorry, we've mentioned a lot of podcasts. They Sean Fantasy. Um, they did rankings and he was kind of, there was a draft or rankings for like the year that I think it was 2019, maybe when Jewel came out. Yeah. And 
he had it ranked in like the top 20 movies of the year and people were giving him shit and he's like it was a good movie <laughs> like it was yeah. Yeah. so it's a crazy story yeah 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 i i mean i like i forgot that he like he didn't do it right or did yeah, he, he didn't they yeah. caught the guy who did it years later after yeah. they ruined his fucking life. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I need to go back and watch it because I'm like, oh, yeah, he's the guy that bombed the Olympics. Like, uh, no, yeah. he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And his mom is played by Kathy Bates. And she Ooh. does amazing in that movie. Like, really well. Yeah. She's not bad in anything. She's even no. good in The Office for, like, half a season. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, oh, God. Oh, Uh shit! It's know. like a, it's a short name. It's we're gonna move on. It's gonna come to me. I, I can tell you right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I keep thinking Nelly. That's not Nelly. It's right. Like, uh, Joe. Is it Joe. Joe? Be- Joe Bennett. Joe Bennett. Yeah. 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 It's it's uh, Stet- Stetson's Bennett's wife. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. It's his grandmother. The forty-year-old Georgia quarterback. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. How that dude never won the Heisman. Well, this year it should have gone to Hinden Hooker, but that's just me. That's yeah. That's a different tangent. Yeah. 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 Different podcast. That's yeah. That's our podcast, the Burrow Brothers, <laughs> talking everything football and Cincinnati. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> sorry, that's a long inside joke uh, that Mike and I will tell at another point. Yeah, we'll get into the skyline chili later. Do you see? Yeah. Kevin Cosner won for Yellowstone for best actor yeah. in a drama. Yeah. Yeah. I was, my, I was at my parents today and my dad was like, sarcastically like, did you watch the golden Globes?" And I'm like, yeah. He's like, why would you watch that shit? And I'm like, I talk about TV. I was like, there's nothing on I it. I gotta and, be prepared. <laughs> and my mom's like, the only thing I know is that Kevin Costner won for Yellowstone. Cause she, she watches Yellowstone. Awesome. And uh, yeah. So, um, and my but my dad's like I watched the real Yellowstone. Like he watched some something that Kevin Costner does about Yellowstone, like the park. It's like oh a, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it was all the all the fake cowboys are probably excited. Oh, big time! Yeah, all the uh, play, all the play cowboys. I, um, I want to go to the rodeo this year in Houston to see how many people are wearing Yellowstone. Uh, <laughs> I'm stealing this off of Facebook. One of my Facebook friends was like, they need a um, a store for costume, like a spirit Halloween, but for costumes for the Houston rodeo. Oh, where yeah. Everybody can buy, go buy their their gear to wear the for the rodeo and the cook off once a year. <laughs> yeah. It's just yellow, like Yellowstone Day at the Houston rodeo. Yeah. So it was like, it's called Cavenders in Boot Barn. And they're like, <laughs> I go to that place normally because I'm, yeah. you know, then everybody's like, I've been wearing cowboy boots since I was a kid, you know. Oh, like, God. But it's, yeah, you get all, I still have never worn cowboy boots. So that's hilarious. Um, did, you, did you ever, did you, Austin Butler won for best performance in a movie? Did you watch Elvis? No, but the funny thing with him is he was talking in an Elvis voice, accepting the award. Have you, yeah, did go. He spent so much time crafting his Elvis impersonation that if you can go back and watch him do interviews as himself, and then watch interviews today of him talking about not just Elvis but about other things, and he he sounds just like Elvis, dude. He's pretty much taken on that voice. It's insane. Yeah, no, he when he was thinking, he said, "Thank you, Lisa Marie. I love you." Like to fucking yeah. Elvis's ex-wife. You're yeah. Like, I I mean I'm sure she was involved in the movie and she, she was. was at the table with them. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was funny because he was getting a lot of stuff on Twitter afterwards saying, like, isn't that dude from like Orange County, like California? You know, yeah. <laughs> he really Every, is, yeah. Everybody else I know, like from uh, from Soak, I was like, sup brah. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, gnarly ways, like, are you stoked? And right, he's like, thank you very much. Like, yeah. fucking, he became Elvis. He even dude, looked he, like Elvis on stage. <laughs> like, dude, his impersonation of Elvis was probably the best that there has ever been. Um, the movie is weird because it's a it's a Baz Luhrmann movie, which is always a wacky movie. But they also basically filmed the movie from his manager's like perspective, Colonel Tom oh, okay. Parker, who's played yeah. by Tom Hanks, who has a really weird accent, uh, <laughs> which kind of like. 
doesn't ruin the film. It's just it just yeah. takes away from the performance that is Austin Butler. Um, yeah. But he looks, moves, and sounds just like Elvis. It's insane. He did so much work to become that. Even his audition, like all these guys audition singing like Elvis doing the doing the like shit that he does. And all Austin Butler did was record him like singing. I think Unchained like melody at a piano in a bathrobe, like crying after his mother's funeral or something like that. And Baz Luhrmann was like, that's my guy. Like it was wow. weird. So it's, it's a movie that has a lot of weird historical like connections. Yeah. Yeah. I have to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I did watch the menu, which also came up in a bunch of categories, but didn't win anything. Really? Yeah. So that, that came up in like, think best, uh, that was up for like drama motion picture. And I think Ralph Fiennes was up for um, like best actor. And then this redhead lady in the movie was up for best supporting actress. Oh, on you, on you, Taylor joy. Yeah. She's so fucking good. Like she is dude. Did you watch I the did, queen's gambit? Oh, she's the queen. No, Blanca saw part of that. Yeah. You I gotta watch she's it, the queen's gambit. Um, yeah. You gotta watch that. No, she's she's really good. Without yeah. her and um, her and Ralph Fiennes and the menu are amazing. I mean, it's Judith Light is in the menu too. The old <laughs> the what she was from. Was it three? No, um, who's the boss? I think wasn't it cool, Tony's yeah. wife or any? It was some one of those eighties TV shows. But yeah, you got to get on the menu. That's fucked up movie. It's yeah, good though. We uh, we were hyping it up pretty big when we saw the trailer back in the day. So like now that it's on HBO, I got I got to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was a little surprised House of the Dragon won Best Drama Series because there was like Severance was in there and it beat out Severance. It beat it. I would have probably picked it third or fourth to be honest out of yeah. like the shows. So I agree. But I will. This is a this is a funny like weird. Best original song went to RRR. I have actually seen like three quarters of that movie. It's like four hours long. Uh, Jackie's brother had us watch it. It's like in it's Indian, Indian right? Bollywood movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's about like two guys who I don't know. It's it's like during like <laughs> imperialism time. It's super weird, but strangely kind of good. But it's super. I, it's like four hours. It was up for the best foreign language film, like this Argentina in 1985 one, yeah. won it. But the when they, the clip they showed of RR was like, ooh, this looks pretty dope. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you don't or, mind subtitles, it might be worth a watch. It's a little out there, but there's moments where you'll watch it and you'll be like, this is hilarious. One of my favorite movies is Old Boy, like the Korean ooh, yeah. version of subtitles. And it's yeah. like, can't, can't pass up a good subtitle movie. Yep. Um, Babylon also was up for a lot of stuff and won, but I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No, I and I'm hesitant to. I mean, between that and what was the other movie we said was probably going to be a uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. It's just a huge cast. I yeah. really don't know the plot of either movie. I just think it's like, guys, we've got like thirty famous people in it. Just come out and see the movie. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's a it's in the so. I watch a lot of Peacock because I was rewatching The Office and then English Premier League and then sure. uh, Golden Globes are last night. So they've had um, on every single commercial preview for Poker Face, which is starring Natasha Leone that's coming out January 26th. Yep. It's got like every actor imaginable in it. Jeez. It's some, like it's got it's like an all star cast. And I'm like, how did this get on Peacock? Um, so we got to keep that on our on our radar because it's got um let's see the cast is natasha leone adrian brody stephanie zoo chloe sevigny um ron perlman ellen barkin benjamin bratt joseph gordon levitt jgj jgl jamil uh jamela jamil she was on um the good place Oh yeah, and she um, was in uh, She-Hulk, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nick Nolte, Tim Meadows, Luis Guzman, uh, Judith Light, and probably some younger people that you know that I didn't read off. <laughs> <laughs> David Castaneda, Dasha Polanco, 
Lil Rel Howery, Simon Helberg, Charles Melton. It's got like a huge cast, but I may have to give that a watch. So let me know how that one is. Yeah. Since I'm paying for Peacock, I might as well watch <laughs> yeah. something besides. Well, I watch Resident Alien on there, Alien when that's on, and soccer. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, I don't know. Um, the Emmys are coming up, I think, too, right? And yeah, I think not much longer, and we'll have Emmy season. Yeah, and Oscars, and it's yeah. award season. It's my favorite season, awards. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite season of the year? Awards. <laughs> Remember when my favorite holiday was summer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, entry deadline Emmys. Yeah, nominees won't be announced for the Emmys until July, so it's oh, going to be okay. a while. It's a little further than I thought. Yeah, I thought one of the award shows uh, was coming up. Oh, Oscars are March 12th. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. So. Come on, Brendan Fraser and the Whale. Come on, Brendan Fraser. He was up for a lot of things, too, yesterday. Yeah, he was nominated for the Whale. Yeah. I think I think he'll take the Oscar. Yeah. Probably. They love the story where someone gets, like, really fat and, like, torments their body for their art oh yeah is that movie out like out anywhere it's in theaters only yeah okay yeah it'll be on hbo i'm sure at some point but right now they're they're really pushing the theater thing (laughs) yeah i don't i don't even know what it's about i just read that he got really big for the part oh dude yeah he's he's an overweight um like english or writing teacher for a college who does and he's like uh he's like a hermit like he like only does zoom classes and he doesn't show his camera and he's like dying of cancer and he's trying to reconnect with his daughter that he had with his wife in a previous life basically um and he like they got a divorce and then he like became homosexual and Whoa. like his his partner like died and that's when he like he like fell off the wagon is when his partner died they're running the gambit of everything. Everything. Yeah. It, well, everything that a lot of right wing people wouldn't like to. <laughs> yeah. They're hitting all the uh, Oscar check, you know, check it, marks. Yeah. They're hitting the Oscar check marks and they're hitting like the woke agenda. Uh, or they're <laughs> like everything that like certain people are attacking for being woke. Like, right. Oh, and. A recluse who only does stuff on Zoom and who was straight and became gay and right, um, you know, yeah. Sorry, I had to throw that in. No, you're good. It's it's funny because that's true. Movies do do that, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a good one for him. I mean, he got he got rave reviews for it, so we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm really excited for the Oscars this year because it's going to be tough between him and Austin Butler for Elvis. I think that's going to be the the top two. Yeah, yeah. No, um. No, uh, what's a guy for Glass Onion? Um, oh, Daniel Craig. He was up for some awards. He didn't, they didn't win anything. Nah. either. Glass Onion was it was okay. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's it's okay. The first one's better. If you got to watch one, watch the first one. Knives Out. And that's what I heard. Knives Out was really good. Yeah, I think my mom told me she really liked it, so she was really excited to watch the second one. I'm like, what? So immediately, Chuck is like. It's not no, my demographic. No. no, but everybody I know that's watched Knives Out has loved it. Like, yeah, that's, that's what kind of getting at. Like, people with different tastes from young to old. You know. Yep. Um. So. But. Yeah. Any um. Anything else we want to talk about? No, I think I'm pretty good. I mean, we covered two of the greatest things on on a TV. Um, and then we talked about the Golden Globes, which literally ranks the best things on TV and movies. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty set. How about yourself? Yeah. I think the only thing I wanted to mention is that, um, 
I completely forgot what I wanted to mention. Was that's it the last the of us thing. that's about to start? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Good, good mind, Jedi. <laughs> um, watch The Last of Us this Sunday. Yep, premieres uh, on the 15th. Um, and we will be talking about that the following week. And then the following week after that, we'll probably have... Uh, I'm heading... Actually, the following week after that, we'll probably record before I fly to Amsterdam. Yep. So I'll be... I may miss a week, and, and Jackie will probably fill in again for us talking about The Last of Us. So um, just a couple programming notes coming up. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a special Christopher Nolan episode, and we'll be talking about The Last of Us, and if we find anything else we want to talk about. so Yeah, we'll have a good lineup coming up. I'm excited for The Last of Us. I keep watching the trailer. So. I think that's definitely like my number one show in the first quarter is going to be is going to be that, and then Succession is going to hit. I'm going to forget all about the Last of Us. <laughs> well, the beauty about Last of Us is only supposed to be two seasons. It's only nice. Two, it's the first season is going to be the first game, and the second season is going to be the second game. Excellent. So well, it's good if they have a limited scope, then they'll do it right. Yeah, I think that's why I think it's going to be good. It's going to be focused and. It's not going to turn into The Walking Dead where it's like just goes on forever. It's gonna, 12 seasons and now there's spinoffs coming. Yeah. No. Well, they had, yeah, they had spinoffs already during the, they had the, the other one. I forget. Yeah. I just heard it on the radio today. There's going to be a spinoff for the main guy, right? Uh, yeah, there was supposed a, to be a movie, but now it's going to be. A, go ahead. No, yeah. Was supposed to be a movie. Now it's going to be a TV show. And then there's a spinoff with Daryl. Dixon. Oh, really? Which There's was the crossbow Negan motorcycle. And, yeah, and Negan. And Negan and uh, uh, one of the the ladies. Um, oh, probably Maggie. Maggie, yes. Yeah, Negan and Maggie. Yeah. yeah. Not surprising. Yeah, like, I mean, he killed he killed. Uh, yeah. Her boyfriend. I can't. Uh, Gwen. Yeah. Gwen, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gwen <laughs> was one of my favorite characters in the, was it, first season, first couple of seasons. Dude, but. talk about ripping my heart out. Take out Glenn, and then you take out Abraham, who was by far the coolest motherfucker on that show. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the red? The, the, the like, ginger flat, flat top? top? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, good that shit. was a, that was another one with a good opening, like, credits, man. Oh, yeah. The song, the, like, Yeah. And then and then they went back and reshot they then they reshowed the first season on TV in black and white. Like they were like, cool, you guys are getting into it. It was like three seasons later, and they were like, guess what? Halloween's coming. Now watch the first season, black and white, it'll scare the shit out of you. And it oh, wow. did. It was amazing. I, didn't, I never saw that. I have to go back and watch that. Yeah, it was a good one. So but yeah. So, uh, you know, appreciate everybody for joining this week. You know, we talked a lot about, you know, movies, uh, I think this week, but some TV shows with True Detective, a lot of big hitters. Um, did, did True Detective win any Emmys or uh, Golden Globes? It had to have. I'm pretty sure it did, at least the first season, I would imagine. Um, yeah, I got to imagine it did. Um, but, uh, yeah, we talked about a lot of good stuff on this episode and, you know, appreciate everybody for joining uh, be sure to check out our uh, link tree that Chuck has uh, put together for us. It, you know, is on our uh, Instagram page and on um, it links to everything: our Twitter, our Instagram, our our podcast platforms, um, even our website, Kicking the Media, where we will uh, <laughs> no doubt soon be having information about the uh, the Burrow Brothers podcast coming up, where we talk all things Cincinnati. Um, Double that would bees. be a great spoof podcast if we did that shit. We got to do one episode of that. Yes, that would be great. It. Um, yeah, so real quick before we finish it up. Hit me. Um, the first season won um, an uh, Emmy for um, title design. So that makes sense because you love yep. the opening titles. That intro was amazing. Uh, yep. Harry uh, Fuganaga for Outstanding Director. Nick po- um, yep, writing. Zawada for Writing. Uh, that was the Emmys, and then Critics' Choice Award for Best Actor, Matthew McConaughey, 
Another Emmy for outstanding uh, casting in a drama. Another writing award. Costume design award. Um, yeah, only only that first season. The first season won about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve awards. But no other no, second, third season didn't win anything. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That that they should realize that. Like yeah. the first season had everything that they needed to bring into the into season four. So hopefully they do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, but yeah, we digress a little bit at uh, during our outro, but that's all um, good. We will see you next week. And as always, peace. <laughs>